Listen to Natty News. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special spooky Natty News. My name is Anne with the Nanny, the Natty Ninja, and I'm joined with Spider Man. Spider Man, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm taking a day off from saving New York to be on this podcast, and uh, our host Pat is mysteriously missing today. Oh, man. Yeah, I think Pat, you know, it's hard to tell where he is. You know, I've never seen you and Pat in the same room together ever. Like, I've never noticed that you and Pat have never been together once. Um, I think that's a, it's a total coincidence. Definitely. Um, Pat's just really busy with his physio life, so we just needed someone to uh, fill in for him today. <laughs> Well, Spider-Man, we couldn't have thought of a better hero today to talk. Now, Spider-Man, I know one of your big villains is the Green Goblin. But today, we want to talk about Gaines Goblins. The Gaines Goblins are what those things that hold you back from maximizing your gains at the gym. And I can't think of anything spookier in this spooky time. Yeah, the, the Gaines Goblin is... You know, in the new Spider-Man movie that's that's coming out starring me, they you know it. They say the Green Goblin coming back, but it really is the Gaines Goblin, and I'm I'm pretty terrified myself because, you know, what's more scary than a Goblin that will take away all my powers? Like I can't, I won't be able to swing off buildings or anything anymore. Man, I cannot imagine that. Especially, it looks like you've been on some maybe non-natty substances for the next Marvel movie. You know, it's only too bad though that. Pat isn't here, because I really want to know a Patch Physio fun fact. And Spider-Man, from my understanding, you didn't go to physiotherapy. If only Pat was here to give us a Physio fun fact. Pretty sure my name was Peter Parker, Doctor of Physical Therapy, but <laughs> hold on. Pat will be back. Spider-Man, where, where did he... What, what, what's going on here? Oh man, for the listeners, Spider-Man has just left the audience. Oh man, who's coming? Whoa! Whoa! Oh, Amra. Bad. Where did you come from? Where's Spider-Man? Oh man, well, Spider-Man came to get me. I I uh, took a nap uh, after studying, and Spider-Man came by to tell me that was Natty News time. Oh man. Oh, well, Pat, uh, I'm a little disappointed you didn't wear your costume today, especially since I'm now the Natty Ninja trying to stop the Gaines Goblins. No, I was really asleep. Spider-Man may have to give me his sh- shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of this bit. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, <laughs> to our listeners and watchers, we sincerely apologize. Um, <laughs> we had to do a Halloween bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but Pat, as I take off this um, silly mask, how about you give us a physio fun fact? Oh, absolutely. All right, here we go. Uh, today's fun fact is it... I don't think it's too interesting, but but you guys might. So everybody knows about the biceps, right? Amber, how often do you bicep curls? Oh, dude, bicep curls every day now, trying to get some 18-inch pythons. Right now. So... What do you think the main function of the bicep is? Um, I would say for like squeezing. Okay, like what? What? It's like it does this, right? That's what. Yeah, yeah, do, right. Yeah. Okay, that's wrong. 
So there's the fun fact. So the main function of the bicep is not to, um, not actually to do a curl. The main function of the bicep is actually to do supination, which is this motion. Okay. Now, if you don't buy it, so do do it with me. So do this motion. Put your palm this way. Put your hand in your bicep. Now twist your palm. Feel your bicep turning on. Holy crap! <laughs> now, if your hands like this and you try to flex your bicep, feel how hard it gets. Mm-hmm. Now turn your palm this way. Now squeeze your bicep. So that is actually the main function of the biceps. Raising the question, what's the muscle that whose main job is to do this? Yeah. Right? And the answer to that is, it's there's a muscle underneath your bicep before it gets to your bone and before it gets to your tricep, and it's called a brachialis. And that is a muscle deep in here, kind of right down the shaft here. And its job, its main job, is to flex and extend your arm. So that's a muscle you probably didn't even know you had. Oh, man. No, I had no idea. Okay. So is that why when you do dumbbell curls, the old bro knowledge is to always supinate your wrist as you're coming up. Is that the idea of it so that you're working more of like the full arm? Yeah, exactly. It's because the doing the doing any curl is really, really good for like brachialis, the little guy here, but it's not as thick. So if you want to look good, you want to get the bicep and the bicep only functions best when you involve the supination. So the okay, so now- right. Now I'm thinking though, so then does that mean kind of like doing barbell curls and like machine curls are kind of not as efficient as just doing dumbbell curls with the supination? Um, to maximize bicep targeting in isolation, in isolation in particular, yes, right? But you don't always have to do it in isolation. And because with barbell curls, you are supinated, you're holding supination and working from there. And biceps do curl and extend your arm. They're still effective. But like the way to most feel the biceps and make sure you get it for sure is to supinate and curl, supinate and curl. Okay, now I'm thinking too. Then you you know those like wrist curl machines? Like there's some of them where you just kind of like rotate your wrist, and yeah, would that then be more of a bicep isolation than doing any type of curling motion? It's not bad, but so the the problem though is that with like supination is the amount of torque you can create is limited because mm-hmm. you're just this is the only range you can get so so that's why you probably have to involve um the flexion part of it in order to really get the biceps going but not to say that like that probably does work the biceps but might not be enough for you to like you have to do this quite a few times to, in order to get sufficient fatigue um to uh, give a good stimulus well, Pat, now I'm going to go to the gym, take the heaviest dumbbell, and see what my one rep max is of this supination. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> that, that'd be a strange way to tear a bicep. <laughs> that, you know, that kind of makes sense, because I also was thinking, like, I, I was thinking about this before, but why is it that people's reverse curls are so much weaker than when you have your hands facing up? Like, when you have yep. your palms down doing a reverse curl, like, people are normally much weaker. And I was kind of thinking, like, yeah. why is that? And now it makes a little more sense because you're not supinating the wrist. You're not activating as much of the bicep. Yeah, yeah. You get the you only get the little guy, brachialis here, and then you get your forearms. Yeah. Whereas you don't get your big guns into it, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, man, dude. That is actually very interesting. So, man, that kind of blows my mind about now bicep training. <laughs> Every week, until I run out of facts.
<laughs> yeah, holy crap. That's really interesting. So it, it does make sense, though, about that. Like, just you can feel it so prominently. And yeah, you, uh, most pros and most people who just watch people work out, you always see that supination. And you could be kind of curious about why you do it. So it's a kind of a. So then I'm kind of thinking, why is it when you're in a hammer curl position, people could do the most when they hammer curl than when they could do any other type of curling thing? What advantage do you have in that situation? Yeah, well, when you're when you're hammer curled, you what you get going is this big guy mm -hmm. up here, your brachial radialis. Now that's a pretty substantial muscle, right? And what it also does is it shortens the range. Like when you're palm up, oops, when you're palm up, you can go up to here. Yeah. With your thumb up, with the with the dumbbell, imagining it up here, you get stopped a little bit earlier. The range of the motion is shorter too, right? Like this versus this. And to some people, supination is not a strong... Because supination is active, pronation is kind of active. And this is kind of decently passive. You show the hand here, this is passive, right? So it doesn't require extra work involved in the twisting of the forearm. So you could potentially lift the most weight that way. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, that doesn't make sense. That is interesting. Oh, man. You know, before we got on live, I was telling Pat, every physio fun fact changes how I train. Like, I've been doing lat raises as now. I'm not lat raises, sorry, side raises as a powerlifting movement. So just wait for me to do 100-pound dumbbells on the side raise. Um, and now I'm going to be thinking about the supination whenever I do any bicep curl. I am, like... I feel like I'm getting a physiotherapy degree. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all we learn. Like what, when you get a natty news, it's pretty much ninety percent of the week <laughs> covered in in a couple minutes. Oh man, no, that's that's actually a really cool one. Um, awesome. Anyways, so Pat, I know you were taking a nap, but we were talking to Spider Man about gains, goblins, those things that hold you back from maximizing your gains. So. Do you want to start us off? What's a gain goblin you face in your life? My biggest gain goblin is probably... Well, it's probably exactly what I was just doing. It's probably sitting and lying down. Um, because with, you know, but and this is usually news to people who think I'm extremely active because I'm a personal trainer and I go to school for physical therapy, which involves exercise, but... I spend most of my day sitting there doing lectures from like anywhere from like eight to four. And then I sit on the bus to get to school and I sit on the bus to go home. And then I sit down and eat and I sit down, and watch Netflix, sit down, and do homework. So all the hours sitting down is actually, yeah, it's, it's like genuinely detrimental. And everyone always talks about that because your body's meant to move. And when you don't like a small thing to think about is your veins, which bring blood back, right? Uh, one of the main, most effective ways that blood goes back to your heart is there are pumps in your foot. So when you pump your feet on the ground by stepping, it helps vein, helps uh, like venous drainage, right? So when you just sit there all the time, you get pooling. You ever felt like, oh, shitty and, and, uh, and kind of like, you know, like there's like some pooling in your legs from sitting for too long? Like that's exactly what it is. And we know that we've talked about more blood flow, um, getting through more of the day, that's that's more gains. Like really, you're getting more nutrients, more recovery. Um, if you're an active person, if you're trying to get adaptations, you got to, you know, have good blood flow. And all the sitting is not doing it for me. Also, going from sitting down all the time to, okay, we're going to snatch 100, 110, 120 kilos today. 
it's like my body's just just like what is going on then then before I was back in school when you know I'd have a nice active day my body was kind of ready to go even when I have to go exercise it feels like it's ready to go so that's me that's my first one man dude I completely agree with you on this I think sitting and lying is it can be so dangerous to do and to kind of comment on that training thing too it's also like when you're sitting and lying everything gets tight like your hips are tight your shoulders are tight you're just not feeling good so when you get to the gym and you have to start doing um your snatches or your bench pressing your squatting anything like that it just feels uncomfortable it just feels crappy yep. and then you have to maybe do a longer warm-up and then you know you're not feeling the same motivation you're like uh Maybe today's not a good day for me. And then you might just half-ass your workout, come home. And again, just kind of like ruins everything. I think, especially nowadays with working from home, one thing I try to do is like make mini walks during the day. Like every like hour or two, I just get up and I just walk around my apartment, like just like back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) And like, it's a little silly, yeah, but it's also like, it gets a little blood flowing. So Especially if I know I'm going to do an activity soon, I just want to, like move around, get ready, get ready to go and, um, you know, make those gains. But sitting and lying really is like the detrimental of modern life. Yeah, it's huge. And, uh, you know, we, we talked before about how foam rollers aren't super useful. That's probably a good little use of them, though. If you have like three minutes, just like run that thing through your quads and calves and just like get some blood flow black, uh, back, especially if you're... Yeah, if, you're, if your legs are just feeling all pulled up. So now, Pat, I have a question for you. So uh, you know yeah. how some people, um, they they were saying like, you know, um, instead of sitting on my de- on a chair, I sit on an exercise ball and I I feel so much better like that. Is that, do you think there's some truth to that? Or do you think that's just some like um, BS marketing and stuff like that? I think there's some truth to it, but I also think it's not for everyone. So with the exercise ball, what happens is, you know, if you just think about it, the, the exercise ball is more difficult to sit on than, than a chair. Like I'm just reclined right now, right? Meaning that you end up doing more work, meaning that you end up activating your core more at a low grade, like your core and your hips and, and all that are like kind of like low grade activated. The entire time you're sitting rather than when you sit on a chair you're literally just like off so you know if you're looking for it is more active than than sitting on a chair it's just not for me because i i don't know when i'm doing work i i i don't want to be that active like i kind of want to spend my energy on what i'm doing and you know i don't want to lose my focus and fall off the ball but no the ball is a good option for people who who is appropriate for yeah, I could see that, man. Although I've just gotten so used to working in my bed. Like, I don't know how you are, Pat, with uh, working from home. But sometimes I legit stay in bed till like noon. And then I go make some lunch and then I get out and move to my desk. <laughs> no, I can't. I got to I gotta get up and, and work. I, I, uh, I'm my, this is a detour, but worth talking about. My like productivity zone is lights off with like... <laughs> some lo-fi music blaring and for some reason the lights off just really aids my productivity i don't know why i could see that i think i'm more productive in the evenings and in the day as well which is funny because i do like working out and stuff in the morning i guess physically i'm more productive in the morning but in the evening it's more mentally stimulating yeah yeah definitely i i 
I know people who wake up at 5 a.m. to do stuff, <laughs> exercise, work, and I don't, I don't really get it. Yeah, to each their own. Hey, yeah. but anyways, yeah, sitting and lying, real games goblin, really something to try to avoid. Like, I mean, again, we have to, but I think getting up and walking around and just moving and foam rolling, that's actually a good idea. It's always a good yeah. way to ensure you don't get too stiff from there. Yeah. Uh, Pat, do you want to hear what I truly believe is the biggest gains goblins ever? Let me know. Let me know. Oh, man. I'm going to drop a bomb on here. I think the biggest gains goblin is commuting. I think commuting... Yeah. Uh, like, I look back about, like, um, when did I lose the most gains or when did I, like, not train as hard as I should or won't on top of everything. And it truly is when I had the longest commute to get anywhere. And it seems a little silly because commuting, like, either you take some public transit, like a bus or something, or you're in your car. And it's like, why would that be taking so much? And I think it breaks down to a few points. One is what we mentioned before, that you're just sitting that if you have a long commute, you're just sitting for a long time and that gets you stiff and like not the best to get out there. Another thing is time consuming. Like if you're in a long commute, like let's say you have to work for eight hours and you have to commute yeah. one hour, that means 10 hours of your day is gone. And so then yeah. another factor of it too is not only the time, but also I get tired when I have to commute somewhere. Like commuting is like mentally exhaustive and especially like busing or driving. Like I don't know about you, Pat. I'm not one of those people who can like turn off my brain on the bus or something. Like it's, I know some people can just like shut down, even take a nap. I've never had the pleasure of doing that. So I feel exhausted doing it. So when I get home after like a bus ride back from school or something, even though I didn't do anything physical, I'm tired. Like I don't want to leave. I want to stay home for the rest of the day and not do anything. And so I really think commuting is the biggest gain goblin in my life. And like now kind of realizing that and with the work from home, which is very nice for that, I kind of like uh, optimally find where I live being like, it has to be close to grocery stores, close to a gym, close to like all the stuff I want to do like be very walkable and all that like man i think that's been like the biggest change in recent years that have helped me make more gains oh man i really agree with this um i can relate i spend on weekdays close to two hours in the bus um but unlike you probably because i've been forced to do this i completely shut down the bus uh, so I'll close my eyes whether or not I'm tired <laughs> and I get roasted about this quite a bit but even if I'm not tired I'll just shut my eyes because I'm like there's nothing else to do and this is probably my best chance to just you know kind of down regulate my nervous system a little bit and not be so you know stressed out or whatnot so yeah I try to do that but yeah it's draining especially after a long day I'm like oh man it's another hour till I get home and then that's probably the moment where I before I left my place of work, I would have said, okay, I'm ready to go to the gym and I'll, I'll get home and I'll be like, shit, like I've got to eat now and I just like don't want to move. So that is so relatable. And I think Anwar, I, like you probably know people too who like, think of the person you know who commutes the most. They're often the most stressed person. Like people uh -huh. who drive like two to three plus hours a day are I feel like they're just always at like a grade of like some like low to moderate grade stress, like just the commute itself and not to mention anything else that can happen in a day. And 
yeah, a goal of mine too is like, you know, like finances and whatnot are important, but proximity and convenience are are huge. If you can save time doing that, then you have more time to be productive and, and more time to make your gains. And dude, not only talking about working out, like I think minimizing commuting just gives success in everything else. Like a little bit of an anecdote is um, for university, uh, for all my years of college and university, I commuted um, pretty far every year. Like we're talking about like an hour plus commute each way uh, to get to the um, campus. And in my last year of university, uh, I got a job as a residence advisor. So I got to live in residence. And man, that is a game changer. Like I was able to do so many more things in that time. Uh, My grades were better. I was in more clubs. I did more events. Um, I worked out much, much more during that year than I did before. And I was taking even more classes than I normally do a semester. So like that's a huge, huge plus. So if we got any young Natty News listeners who might be in college or starting college, if you can afford it, man, I highly recommend it. Be as close as you can to campus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that might be that might be me soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you, you're, you're pretty yeah. far away nowadays. Ooh, yeah, yeah, and it, it's true. Like, I think even if you use those two hours and you don't do much with it, just like the relaxation you get, you're gonna be able to channel that energy for something else. Like, I believe energy is limited. No yeah. matter how much you want to push yourself, it's there's a limited cap, so you got to save it. Not only that, but I think discipline is also a resource. Where like it does take discipline to wake up early, make sure you catch your bus, and make sure you leave early for work so you can drive and get through the commute. Like that all takes discipline. And I think you have like a limited amount of discipline per day. So when you get home after being so disciplined with all that, and you're like, man, I don't want to work out. (laughs) Yeah, like something has to go at some point. Like something will suffer, I think. And and man, what are you even talking about food? Like if you're like um commuting all the time, that's when you mostly eat fast food. Like I don't know about you, Pat. Like I don't eat out much unless I'm commuting or I'm seeing people. Or if you're spending a lot of time at the house, like when I'm yeah off on campus, I'm like, well, I ain't bringing food and and like in my backpack every day. Where I'm just gonna buy food. So yeah, you save money too. Oh, dude, man, I remember like in last year when I was living on residence, I used to go from a class to the local grocery store on campus, then walk back to my dorm room, make a nice lunch, and then go to the next class. Like I got homemade meals every day. It was, it was fantastic. Whew, the dream. Yeah, oh, man. No, that was honestly, I think that was such a game changer in my mentality. So when I was looking for a place to stay after graduating, I was like, okay, has to be close to a gym. Um, to grocery stores, to some recreational stuff I like to do. And yeah, I don't care how much, if I have to pay more for it, that's so, so important. You'll save money one way or another, really, honestly, if you find the right spot. Yeah, especially like I'm a big fan of driving. So like I won't try to avoid buying a car as long as I possibly can. (laughs) (laughs) I can agree with that. Oh, man. Well, yeah, no, I went on a bit of a rant with that one. But how about you, Pat? Let's bring out what's another gauge goblin? Uh, well, so far, I've been pretty cookie cutter. So let's, let's bring out the fun one. Uh, I think uh, not to say it's bad, but I, I think I think uh, maintaining relationships of all sorts um, can be a gains goblin. Um, 
Now, before we get completely flamed by this, basically, as regular functioning humans and not professional bodybuilders or athletes, we are we have people we have to be committed with, choose to be committed with, or want to be committed with, and that takes that same energy that we're talking about. Like, you know, I, I think um, in any period of my time where where I wasn't in a, in a relationship, there is there's instantly a lot more time. Um, you get to go to dinner with who you want to or just eat at home. You can skip a lot of social events and then suddenly you can now spend your two hours in the gym that you want to, um, which may or may not be possible among other commitments. Um, yeah, but, you know, obviously those things are all valuable. But yeah, I think time with people and then like with family and friends too, just I think we've been guilty of it too, though. You don't want to just we're not professional lifters here. So having periods, I know people who will just skip family gatherings and never eat with their family or go out to dinner and bring their own Tupperwares. Like I, I, I think it's, it's a little cringy, honestly, unless you're prepping for a, a bodybuilding show, it's a little cringy. Like, I think it's fine to enjoy those times too, because that's one thing where you don't need to be optimal. I think, I think we need to be people and like spend time with our loved ones. No, man, I completely agree with you. And I think so you you brought up kind of two relationships. Let's start with the family one, because I think for um, people who are younger, that's kind of a difficult one to balance. It's because um, a lot of times the food you eat um, with your family might not be the best, might have a lot of fat and carbs, not much protein and could really maybe and you might overeat too because it's all so good so i think that's a real one where people can really get a little too indulgent with that but again at natty news we're not taught we're not about ghosting or cutting off relationships this is a no ghost zone even though it's just spooky season <laughs> um so I, I think the Tupperware thing, I do agree with you. I think it's a little much. Like, of course, if you're prepping for something serious, you have a competition, um, you really need to get in shape in a timeline, fully understand. I think your family and loved ones all understand that too. But if it's every time, it also it does start to be like, yeah, what's the point? Especially what if you know you're going to go see your family, maybe, you know, have a lighter breakfast, don't eat as much. And oh man, if you eat the food, it's going to taste so much better if you do that too. <laughs> Yeah, 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 definitely. And, and like, I also just have to remember, it's, it is a total blessing to have delicious food, like, come on your plate, probably for free. That is an amazing thing. And, you know, I think you can just make modifications, right? Have a cleaner day, you know, have a cleaner last two days. You know what? Sometimes you don't have to eat clean. Just go and eat the meal. It's not even a big deal, right? Like, who who cares if you wake up a pound heavier tomorrow if you're a little bit inflamed like that's those are all acute things that you can deal with well i gotta ask you pat though because um whenever i used to come to your house when we were um teenagers and stuff like your parents used to always make very healthy food like we're talking about like boiled chicken with some good bok choy and some nice noodles like yeah. an actual bodybuilding meal so i'm kind of yeah. curious did you like did you tell your parents that like hey i really want to focus on my fitness can you maybe make food like this or did they just always eat super uh, healthy like that um from what i from from obviously from the point i know them they've always eaten like decently clean um not as much of the protein bit i think i may have been an influence on that like the amount of times i asked to eat chicken breast in my early teens 
And eventually they were like, hell, we'll eat chicken breast too. So now they like chicken breast more than I do because I've, I've gotten kind of sick of it. But that was my only influence in it. But we ate pretty clean. How about you guys? Yeah, so um, I used to live with my grandma who she's from Pakistan. And so she used to make a lot of Pakistani food, which is very heavy on the fat and um, carbs and stuff. A lot of big rice dishes and stuff like that. And when I started getting more into it, I used to tell her like, can you just like boil some vegetables for me and give that on the side too? So um, I'd always eat this big bowl of veggies before I would eat her food. Uh, just so like I can kind of get a little full from that so I don't overindulge myself. That's been like my little trick um, to deal with it. I think um, a lot of people relate to these kind of stories. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like that's kind of like the secret. And um, because I mean, again, her food is delicious and I could eat so much of it. So I try to like eat some vegetables first and be like, okay, I ate some good stuff. Now I can indulge myself and then I don't eat too much of that. But I still can enjoy it and um, have a great meal. Nice. That, no, that's that sounds brilliant. And obviously it's uh, more or less worked. So it's good. Yeah. And like when we kind of talk about um, now, uh, I guess, romantic relationships, whether you're in a committed one or you're uh, in the dating process, it can definitely be tough. Um, I think one of the big things is like when you meet someone and you can probably agree with this, like I think having a common value in fitness and health is important. Yeah, that that usually I think that usually helps a lot. Um, having like at least like some sort of philosophy where you know there it's understood on both ends that it's somewhat important to eat decently clean and to exercise and that those are actually important things that those aren't things that should be um plugged out right like those aren't things that are that can just be taken out of the schedule i think when that's fine then then all things are pretty okay yeah like i think i think i've definitely been in relationships where it was definitely being, a, I was losing gains in it. Like, it was a lot of, like, going out and eating and maybe, like, doing other stuff and skipping workouts. And that's fine. Like, it's fun. It's good to do. But I think maybe long term, it wasn't the best thing for my overall health. But then I'd say, like, my current one, um, like, uh, Nishi, my girlfriend, she's, like, she does more activity than me. And she eats better than I do, too. So it's kind of like, okay, I have to. It kind of makes me more on top of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of like an, it, it's like an anecdote that uh, single people are like the most in shape people, and once people get in a relationship, they kind of turn to pudge. And it's like it's it, it's a little true, but I think it's just people enjoying people's company, which is fine. But um, hopefully, both people have a little bit of an inclination to fitness, because otherwise, um, it's easy to just get lost and forget the routine that you had before. Yeah, especially I think it's good to maybe make like do some stuff together like doing a class or like doing a type of workout of running together or anything like it's a good way to kind of still be bonded together with something but also like getting a little better instead of like maybe always eating out or going out to a bar or something like there's other ways to be fun with your significant other but again coming from, that's from the relationship perspective now pat you're you're open to the market again everyone check out www.wouldyoudatemyfriendpat.com um to help get this man the love of his life but pat i know uh from the dating perspective dating could be a real gauge killer oh man like the pe people think daddy news is a fitness podcast and then the, the real listeners know what's actually happens in the show um no it, it it i really do think it is and i think a lot of it is the time thing um 
Whereas when you're in a relationship, things are somewhat planned. It's like, you know, we okay, on Sunday we're going for dinner and but then on on like Saturday night I have to go to the gym and then you're going to do your thing. Like, you know, things are more structured whereas um the thing about dating is is a lot of like randomness. It's like, okay, it's like you know, you you trying to set something up and it's like, okay, uh are you free Saturday, Sunday, afternoon, evening, right? And then you you might wait on that or you might set a day and then that's you know that's kind of your day that becomes gone and and with training it it will probably take away a training day or two and like if you're fully fully committed to training then that means you like don't have any flexibility for that kind of stuff which again there's some sort of a balance there and then um i don't think like the eating and and hangout part of of dating does any negative detriment to the gains but i think more so it's like the the randomness of it like having to plan things that are more erratic whereas like being in any relationship things are typically more planned and there's also more of an understanding whereas it's kind of rude to be like i don't think i can i'm free saturday night but i'm not really free because i kind of have to do some cleaning jerks <laughs> it doesn't come out so good right but you know pat i i've definitely seen the phenomenon of uh guys like a lot of friends i've had who um are out of a relationship and they you know they're getting back into dating and like they download the apps and stuff and then they start trying and like they get not much success and they're like oh man okay i gotta go to the gym again <laughs> yeah it's an endless cycle <laughs> yeah it's like okay all right uh it's not working out these apps are oh, not doing well for me right now okay let's get to the gym let's eat clean let's train hard let's get everything good going good again <laughs> and it's just like i could argue sometimes being single and dating around might be the biggest motivator to get in shape yeah it's an endless cycle or people who just come out of relationships or I don't know if you've seen those memes where it's like any any guy with like their headphones on their eyes are like dead narrow it's like yep they just they just been through a breakup and they're about to deadlift 500 pounds <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it definitely is um a big thing where you do see that a lot where uh guys and even girls too who get out of relationships um it's kind of like they go to the gym as a way to you know, not only better themselves, but also like, okay, back in the market, got to be the best product I can be. <laughs> yep, it's the age, it's the age old coping mechanism of, of making yourself look better. <laughs> oh, man, especially, uh, this is kind of a whole subcategory, but also like, uh, getting photos and stuff redone. Like I knew uh, one guy, he recently got out of a new relationship, and he's like, hey, Anna, can you help me out? I got to get a bunch of new photos now, because all the photos of me are like three years old. Nice. It's nothing like it really to make a person better themselves. You know, you just, you just, everything, you know, like guys don't usually care about their like attire and then all of a sudden you'll see people updating their wardrobe. It's crazy. <laughs> I know, but it's also kind of the idea of like, you should be doing that constantly too. Like, cause you always want to be good for your partner and always like try to be um, as good as you can be for them too. So it's one of those things where it's very easy to get complacent in a relationship and that probably is what kills most of your gains is that complacency. Yep. Woo. Natty news relationship advice with Anwar today. Dude, we should go we should get a, a natty dating coach. <laughs> we can get a dating coach on here? Well Dude, I would do I would it. love I would actually I would I would wanna know. I'm curious about this. About like you often hear so many guys uh, like advice for guys who are having trouble finding dates is like you should go to the gym. 
I want to know how effective advice is that? Like, I think Ava should go working out, but would going to the gym really significantly help your chance of getting a partner? I think being in shape does help. But I, I think that's it. It's like a... It's kind of like on like a on like a rubric sheet. It's like there are different things that you get marks for, and you get your marks. But that's it. You don't pass the exam just by just by being in shape, which I think some people misunderstand. Yeah, because like I I would say the most important thing is an active social life, which uh, kind of funny enough the gym doesn't really give. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No way. I've balanced it out, man. But in my peak gym days, there was no social life at all. Uh, that's so, yeah, it's hilarious how that works out. But anyways, enough of that. You know, I'm going to add that to your list. Dating coaches on Natty News. That would be a fun one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, what's okay. next? All right. So now the classic one, the one that really um always the gains goblins of all time until we're retired work and school man work and school i hate being a productive member of society i wish i could just pick up heavy things and put them down all day <laughs> oh yeah definitely how has becoming a full working adult affected your gains okay i'll actually be honest um working now and especially with the work from home scenario and being able to um minimize commuting I actually like work out and do more physical activity now than I ever did in any point of my life. Like uh, even like high school when we literally did nothing besides like hang out and work out. I think I work yeah. out more now than I did back Ooh. then. And one of the key things is because that with the work from home, um, I put in my honest eight hours, maybe an extra one if it's a little busy. And then I can immediately just go to the gym, 10 minute walk go swimming, go running, go anything, and just have everything in such proximity, which is really great. But, um, again, this is like a special circumstance, but for so many people, man, the work and studying, it can be really rough. Like, I remember there was a good, like, two, three-year period. Actually, not three years, but two-year period. I didn't work out consistently because of school. Like, I just could never make time for um, a workout session. It was like, okay, all this commuting and all this BS, and then you're studying for midterms, and you get those done, and oh, boom, the next midterm comes. Like, why do they call it a midterm if it happens like five times a semester? If it's the midterm, it should be once. And it's just like <laughs> a fiesta of stuff going on, and it can just break you down. And also, I don't think people realize about even if you physically haven't done anything all day, being this mentally strained, it really makes it hard to train. Like met mental fatigue really is a difficult thing to overcome when you're trying to work out. Yeah, yeah. And um, I know a lot of those like fitness coaches will be like, that's an excuse. Like you sat in your ass all day. It shouldn't affect you. No, like sitting your ass in your day affects you more than probably moving around doing some stuff all day, right? It drains your brain and and like case example most of my classmates are like we just came up midterms and and some of us played some sports or whatnot and they're like this is the first exercise we've done the whole month <laughs> and these are yeah. previously active people it does not take long to like break down some people's habits because all of a sudden you're 40 hours a week stuffing your brain with knowledge or at work you're you know you're you're, you're doing something that you're either interested in or something that you know you're doing to support yourself or your family it's uh super tiring and and i think those are the people who have a hard time working out you know if when i when we had covid and like we were deep in covid and we got to 
work from home or, or the early period when he did nothing from home, I made so many gains. Because it was just like I recovered maximally, right? Do my workout, I could literally lay on the floor for four hours after if I wanted to. It's crazy. Dude, I remember when COVID first started for like um, a two-month period, uh, every, no one really knew what was going on and really you didn't do much for like that first two-month period. Dude, I got my pull-ups, my weighted pull-ups up to like 50 pounds weighted on my pull-ups. Like that was like the strongest I've ever been at pull-ups was that point for exactly what you're saying. Like there was nothing else to do besides like train, you know, hang out, watch TV, just really, that was a dream life. <laughs> That's that's how the the best like the best weightlifters that's how they do it. They always talk about yep. Anytime we're not working out, if we can, we're laying down watching Netflix, uh, getting getting a massage or something like that. Because yeah, that's the way to recover. But we'll never have that back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was good and bad to it. It was it was enjoyable it was at bad. the time, but yeah, it, it can be tough too. But yeah, I think. And again, I think it just kind of comes with a lot of things. It's like work-life balance is such an important thing. And for some people, you know, you, it's tough. Um, you might have to grind out a bit, but it is something I'm starting to really feel like I have to strive more and more for to make sure I can keep up this good work-life balance. Because again, the biggest um, key to gauge is consistency, where as long as you can get a schedule where you can that makes it work, that you can go to the gym however many times you can and recover well, like that's the key. It doesn't matter if you can't work at five, six times a week, two or three, as long as you can do it consistently, that's all you can really hope for. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So that's, yeah, work and social life, work and school life. And then I just want to play off of that. The next one is the social life, right? <laughs> and that's tough because, I mean, most everybody either goes to work or goes to school or goes to both. And then that probably leaves you your evening which is like a span of maybe five or six hours and you know a lot of the time you will want to do something social or someone that you love will want to do something social and and you can say no sometimes but you can't you shouldn't say no all the time so that takes away from going to the gym and some people debate well you can just go to the gym before work but um from my experience i think not everybody is actually suited to go to the gym at 6 a.m and also not every gym allows you to go to the go there at 6 a.m and it's it can be pretty tough. So, um, yeah, definitely. I've found it very challenging at many times to maintain a social life and, and have to say no to people just to go to the gym, which seems honestly very strange to me sometimes. So I have to kind of reason that out with myself. You know, I don't know how many times you've heard this, but I know so many guys and girls and so many of them, um, they're like, you know, I can't go out because um, I'm trying to lose some weight. I'm trying to gain some muscle. And I don't want to, I can't drink. I can't drink alcohol, which there is some truth to that. Like, I think um, some people not realize like alcohol, it's a poison. And so when you do take it, it kind of stops your muscular synthesis and all of that. Um, so it can't be a problem. Like, People can just go out and be too social and that could kill your gains. If you're literally every time after working out, you're going to the happy hour, you're getting five, six brewskis down, you're having some good time, you're eating some poutine, being a real old Canadian, like it would <laughs> it can break down your gains, man, in no time. Yeah. Um and so again, like Natty News, we're not about being antisocial gym rats. Like you, you gotta, you gotta go out, you gotta have um see your friends, see your family and all that. Um but I think it's all, again, moderation. Like one drink, I think for adults, one or two drinks doesn't really do much against the protein synthesis and muscle uh, rebuilding. 
but it really is to kind of know that that like hey maybe don't go overboard every time yeah yeah i i think this is actually i mean i don't think this applies to me and you as much but there's a lot of people that this does apply to you if you have serious goals it's just something to keep in mind that um getting wasted drinking a lot or eating binge eating a lot like those things really add up i think having a drink or two having a burger that's fine having eight drinks eight burgers then that that's when it becomes a problem week after week dude you know what i think is actually even worse than actually just drinking is the hangover afterwards like have you ever tried working out hungover i indeed have in the morning yeah you make no gains you you not like it's just crazy how weak and like crappy your body is the next day yeah i think someone like told me before like, yeah it's a good way to flush out the toxins i'm like <laughs> i'm like i feel the toxins i don't feel the flushing and i just want to throw up it's it's pretty horrible dude i think i remember once like after like a big bender um I, I tried to work out the next day. I don't think I could bench one plate for five reps. Like, I think I actually struggled with one plate. <laughs> Your body is literally still poisoned. Like, it's not over the night of. It's over, like, the next two days. Yeah, it's so it's, it's so crazy. Yeah, and it's true. Like, when you go drinking heavy, you're kind of committing to, like, three days, my body's not going to be 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah. even and when you're not hungover, even sure. after all that. Because also another thing, too, is, like, if you go out for a wild night, you're probably not sleeping much the um no. the night either. Like, you're not going to be getting optimal rest either. So it's just, there's nothing wrong with having it in a blue moon. But if it becomes a weekly thing, like, that really does affect your gains. If you're going out every week and you're going kind of wild. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And if you're, if, <laughs> if you're reflecting on that and you're making no gains, then perhaps there's something to be changed. Yeah, exactly. And again, it's all about priorities. Maybe at that point of your life, you know, you just want to get wild. And, you know, that's fair. But if you are trying to be a little more serious in making those gains, man, yeah, going out, um, it can be a real gains goblin. <laughs> yeah. Or there's some, like, rare freaks out there who just don't drink and just attend a party completely sober and supposedly have a great time, too. And those those are the biggest gains people of them all. You know, honestly, if, if uh, again, I mean, you're not a big drinker, Pat, so I think there are people there who can have a good time without going all wild or anything either. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all just right. being a... Oh, um, moving on. All right. I think this next one is a really big one. I think this is one that most of the world doesn't realize. The One of the biggest gains goblins is not listening to Natty News. <laughs> now um I, I being a little silly here with it but i think one of the gains goblins is not educating yourself as much about fitness and everything like i think sometimes people get into one type of workout routine it might be the first thing that their buddy showed them or they saw on youtube and they kind of commit to that and they think that's the most optimal way where it really isn't true, and I think one of the fun things about lifting is kind of like figuring out things, trying out new stuff, seeing what you can do to get yourself bigger, stronger, just better in shape. Like, what can, what really works for you? And so, I think not educating yourself can be a big gauge goblin. Now, Natty News has, I mean, impacted me immensely. Like we were talking with Patch Physio Fun Facts, that's impacted the way I train all the time. 
And so I think that could really be a big gain to Goblin is not learning more, not really keeping your mind open to all the fitness resources out there. I I really agree. And I think we had a discussion earlier too on how, you know, I didn't feel like I had a compelling enough fun fact of the day. And then I realized like a lot of what like we think is common, boring knowledge is people don't know it. Like a lot of people don't know that if you're have a strain, you, sh- you shouldn't take anti-inflammatories to me that's like common sense but you know to most people that can really change if they get hurt or or people a lot of people actually don't know that the muscle doesn't get rebuilt until you walk out of the gym right and if people really understand that i think they would naturally be compelled to eat a little better and rest because you know it's it's just the education because a lot of people still think oh it's in the gym we kill the muscle now this gives us gains right and and so yeah i mean educating yourself watching natty news i think i think everyone who watched natty news has told me that they've learned something of note uh, about training that you know and not use of science too it's like stuff they can actually put into their own lifestyle easily dude progressive overload alone i think is such a huge thing people miss out on like you can literally go to the gym for years do the exact same thing and you'd make gains but you wouldn't make as much as if you just kept on overloading and getting better and stronger yeah, it's strange. You know, you hear a lot of people go to the gym and I'm like, okay, what do you work on? They're like, oh, we just do some cardio and some, some like whatnot. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, what are you working on at the moment? Oh, just go into the gym. We just stay fit. I'm like, and that's okay, but it's like, it doesn't take that much more to make some gains. That's the thing. You just have to hit like two hard sets for, for a muscle group and you can make some good progress or just do 10 seconds more or do two more reps than last week and that's all it takes. You don't have to go balls to the wall and you can make so much progress. So I just think everyone, it'd be good for everybody to know that, hey, making progress at the beginning, especially, it's not that hard, right? You can agree with that. Like beginner progress is so easy. You gotta, it's so easy to ride that progress. Yeah. So I definitely think, I think not educating yourself, not learning more about it can be a big one and not listening to natty news. All right, I think we have time for one more, Pat. Do you want to close us off with the last gain goblin? The last gain goblin, <laughs> this, is, this is half a joke, but it's true, is um, any desire to be an athlete <laughs> will be a bit of a gains goblin. And it's it's funny. And I, I actually, I think this is just like a mark of changing priorities where at one point in our lives, it was about having the biggest possible deadlift or you know, the biggest arms or the biggest chest or the best abs or whatever. But um, what that does is it takes away from being able to participate in sports, become more athletic and all that. But that stuff does not require maximal strength or power. So, you know, Anwar, you like to swim and run and do jujitsu nowadays, a lot of which requires some endurance um, and will probably take away from you becoming the strongest, physically strongest version of yourself. And you might... If you're doing that, you might never hit the hit your potential, and you kind of have to weigh out how much that matters to you. And uh, for me, I still like to compete in weightlifting, but it kind of sucks sometimes that I have to skip like basketball or tennis or or cheer or volleyball or whatever I want to participate in because uh, the more I do it, the more sore I get, or I run the risk of getting hurt or whatnot. And um, yeah, it's an interesting balance to be set and I think doesn't mean you have to do one thing or the other but my opinion is that everyone should probably think about it 
like think about what their goals are that if you want to do a bunch of sports then you have to accept you're not going to make maximal gains in the gym um and vice versa right if you're going to always go really hard in the gym don't expect to be the most athletic version of yourself because it will make you a little bit slow a little bit tired a little bit sore and all that yeah exactly i know um a running meme in the old school bodybuilding.com days was cardio kills your gains and as as kind of silly as that statement sounds it is kind of true where cardio doing these other spurs and stuff they do they can kill your gains but it's also an idea of like how do you want to live your life like do you really want to just go work out immediately come home eat your chicken breast and rice and broccoli and then lie down and sleep for 12 hours to get optimal muscle reconstruction and then do that again for the next 60 70 years or do you want to kind of you know try out other stuff have fun uh maybe you're 10 15 pounds less muscular than you would if you just focused on bodybuilding and strength training but i'd say you'd have a more enjoyable life exactly exactly there's a there's a book i i read in in grad school we had to read a chapter in it about this guy's autobiography and how he got he was like a wall street dude he got sucked into the world of bodybuilding and that's what he did he took roids uh didn't even have a home i think he lived in like some like little communal home with some bodybuilders and worked out no social life went home rinse and repeat eventually one day he left the gym and never went back to it he was like what he realized what he was doing right it was so toxic to him yeah i think i mean i think that could be a message about anyone who wants to be a specialist it's kind of like you have to give up a lot to be a specialist where uh, for me and i guess for you too pat like i think the generalist way of just being good at a bunch of stuff might be more enjoyable but for some people that's what they want to do and again more power to them yeah well i'm still mostly living my specialist life but like i used to think oh yeah i'll, I'll wait lift for as long as i can but I'm starting to think there's going to be a day where i i don't want to lift five days a week anymore and like you know i want to do sports and and do more social gatherings so it's an interesting thing to think about oh man pat talking about all these somebody's game goblins they're not as scary as i thought <laughs> i think we can beat them or some of them will just let them beat us. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you I'll take all in the sports. Everyone can live. Uh, you know, you can live a balanced life. And again, we all we say the same stuff a lot of time, but it really is true. It's just about finding a good balance between all of them. And again, at the end of the day, making gains isn't that serious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It ain't that serious. But just like, hey, do it. If you the more optimally you do it, the less seriously you can take it because that means you're doing less stuff wrong. Exactly, exactly. All right, any last things you want to close out on? Uh, no, we hope everybody has a amazing Halloween, even though this is coming out after Halloween. So we hope you had an amazing Halloween. And um, well, I mean, the message of the episode today is, hey, if, if you know someone who will benefit from some natty news so they can stop suffering from the gains goblins, then yeah, hit us up on our Spotify or our YouTube um, or our Instagram account at Natty News Podcast. And that's all I have to say. Well, now that Halloween's over, I can't wait for Natty Christmas. Anyways, Natty News out. Natty News out.